0: I'm speaking with Seanan McGuire. She's the author of Rosemary and Rue, and the new October, Dave novel, October Day novel is A Local Habitation. Thank you for joining me, Seanan.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Shannon, uh you've created a kind of a, um, alternate universe here with the... Um, world of fairy intruding into ours. Talk about your first experience reading about the world of fairy and how that informs this creation of that world.
1: Um, That's a little difficult because I don't really know when I first experienced fairy. I mean, I remember reading the colored fairy books when I was in kindergarten and first grade I was reading A Midsummer Night's Dream. I had a big book called Lamb's Tales from Shakespeare that I got when I was, I I think, for Christmas when I was nine, and wound up reading all of Shakespeare. And all of that has the same fairy that I've wound up using, the the old British folkloric fairy. So it's just sort of always been there. And that's kind of what I've been, been trying for, is that feeling that it's always been there. You just haven't been looking quite right.
0: Now, um, when you're creating uh, this world, you also are populated with some great characters uh, who really ring true. So talk about creating uh, you know, characters that your readers can identify with that inhabit a world they do not live in.
1: Well, I think that any world is just going to have people in it, so it's a matter of making people less than making characters you need characters you need the person that works in the diner or the person that runs the desk but they have to be people it, part of what I, I try for is every character in any of my books is the main character in their own story it's just that we're following toby rather than following all the rest of them
0: uh, urban fantasy requires rules and i'm wondering how you create your rules how you keep track of your rules and whether you uh play with them
1: Well, I created my rules by sitting down and forming the unbreakables. Uh, For example, everyone in my fairy is descended from Oberon Mab or Titania or some combination thereof. That is an unbreakable rule. Once I have my unbreakables, I can set my conditionals. Um, There's a big thing in a lot of old fairy folklore about never thank the fae. If you thank the fae, they're going to leave, they're going to mess with you, they're going to do horrible things. So in Toby's world, you never thank anyone. Thank you is, is a forbidden term. It implies fealty. Once I have all of those rules, I can start playing with them and start messing with them. People use them against each other in horrible, horrible ways. Um, And that depends on knowing what they are. I'm very rule oriented. I'm almost too rule oriented at times. I would kind of rather sit and write the Faye etiquette book than write a, a big crash sequence. And that would be very popular with a very small subsection of the population. So I have to restrain myself a bit.
0: Uh, You're also working in the mystery genre, and I like the way you you, um, complicate the mystery genre with the supernatural.
1: Yeah, I had somebody write to me. Um, this was, was one of the weirder pieces of fan mail I've gotten. I had someone write to me and ask if I was aware that Daw had rewritten Rosemary and Rue to insert fairies, uh, because they were apparently under the impression that this was a straight mystery novel that someone somehow decided to bring into the, the fantasy realm. And this led to a bunch of us sitting around for several hours trying to figure out how the heck that book could have even worked without the magic, because it just wouldn't. Um, I keep kind of wanting to go back and for a Christmas present or something, do a novella with the team of of actual San Francisco police officers that are having to deal with the other side of these fake crimes and are just like, what the hell, man? How that, th- this person was in a closed room and it Sherlock Holmes crap. Ah, and, and then I figured that by about the fourth book, whoever we were following at the beginning is in a mental institution um, from Ferry, just driving them insane without any actual heads on contact.
0: You know, I really liked the story you read tonight. It was really funny. And you you have a great sense of using the absurdity of magic and bringing it into the real world to create a sense of humor.
1: I am not a good straight-up comic, but I like the, the absurdity of magic. I like the fact that most magic looks utterly ludicrous um, from the outside. Oddly, I take this from watching way too many horror movies. If you watch uh, any horror movie, it's stupid. It's hysterical. You're laughing your butt off because here are these people being chased by a giant man eating carrot. But when you're there, when you're in the moment, the carrot is not that funny. It's going to eat your head. So I kind of look for the giant man eating carrot and everything.
0: Uh, You've also embarked on a series of novels, and I'm wondering how far in advance, in terms of the character arc and the plot arc you've worked this out, or if you're just making it up as you go, and uh, where, where you see this going?
1: Well, I am currently um, I'm currently contracted through the end of book five, and I'm actually currently writing book five. I try to make sure that I am always one book from exiting the series. So if I only got to go to book six, book six could be the last one. Ideally, for me to do the character arcs the way I want to and to time events the way I want to, it's at least nine or ten books. It's possibly longer. I know everything that's going on. Um, if anything, I know too much about what happens in book 10. So I wind up worrying in book four about, oh, can I let this out now? Can I can I deal with this now? And the timeline shifts around on me. But I actually have a complete story. I have an ending. I know where everything wraps up. And once it comes time to get there, I'm not going to dilly. I mean, it's when it's time to go, we'll go. But I'm hoping I can get to that point.
0: Now, um, I'm wondering, you say you have this, but do you have it in a spreadsheet, in a a timeline, a database, or is it just written down in note cards, or is it just uh, scrolled away in in your own random access memory?
1: I have a wiki. I have my own little thumb drive wiki. It's orange, and I plug it in, and it comes on, and then it's all cross-referenced and awesome. For a long time, I had a Word document, but it turns out that if you have more than 783 hyperlinks in a Word document, they break so that didn't work out so well for me anymore um and i am very scrupulous about keeping notes i everything is written down everything gets updated on a fairly regular basis to make sure that stuff stays consistent and i know when things actually came out as opposed to when i thought they were going to come out um and that's that's been very important to saving my sanity
0: is this the only series you're working on
1: No, I also have um, coming out a trilogy from Orbit under the name Mira Grant, and that's the Newsflash trilogy. The first of those, Feed, came out this past April, and there's two books after that, Deadline and then Blackout. Um, I have another urban fantasy series called Encrypted that I'm working on developing. And that's a lot of fun. And uh, I tell people that if if you have a serious scale of 1 to 10 and Toby's a 7 or an 8, Encrypted's like hanging out in the 4, doing a little rumba. Um, So that makes me happy. And then I have a couple of YA projects I'm working on. So I don't sleep much.
0: Uh, Tell us a little bit about Feed.
1: Feed is basically uh, the West Wing meets Night of the Living Dead meets... um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, really. It is set 20 years after the zombie apocalypse. Uh, we got over that. You know, that was a bad time, but we're feeling better now. And uh, now we're dealing with the political and social ramifications of living in a world where the dead can get up and walk at any time. It's much more serious. It's, um, it's science fiction techno-thriller rather than being horror necessarily. Uh, and it's published under a different name in part. I tell people it's like when Disney opened Touchstones, so they could release R rated movies. I, I've opened Mira Grant so I can release R release rated stories. Uh,
0: this uh, science fiction sounds like something you'd be adept at writing just because of the organization you described for, for your wiki, for your fantasy. Do you have the same kind of uh, wiki structure supporting it?
1: I do. I also have more scads and scads of notes on the construction of my zombie virus than is necessarily healthy. Um, I developed a, a very thorough correspondence with several virologists and, and folks working in the field while I was putting together my zombie apocalypse. Uh, it's far too probable makes people not sleep at night
0: well that sounds good that's what uh keeps people up reading
1: that's true that's true so makes me happy
0: i i've been speaking with uh seanan mcguire and mira grant as mira grant her first book is feed and seanan mcguire's new book is a local habitation featuring october day thank you for joining me seanan
1: thank you very much for having me have a great night